Hi everybody, my name is Rihanna Yazi and I'm the artistic director of New Native Theater. Whoa, listen to that. You might hear this background of me zipping along Highway 550 along with my cat Baby Bear, which uh, I think a lot of you know Baby Bear by now. But anyway, I thought it'd be nice to record the introduction for this podcast to this brand new play. Well, it's brand new again. We produced it in the 2016 National Native American 10-Minute Play Festival. It's called OCD by Milax Ojibwe writer Leah Lem. And it's a story about a new mom who's going a little... OCD about cleaning some baby bottles and I think that the way that Leah handled the story is just really exciting and really fun and Baby Bear agrees too. Well anyway, I can't wait for you to hear it, Um, but Baby Bear and I, we're going to sign off here just as we're driving between Jemez Pueblo and Santa Ana, just between these amazingly beautiful red rock formations. So we'll, we'll see you soon in Minnesota, and for now, take a listen. special baby bottle wash. Under the sink? Nope. Hey, Dee. Above the coffee pot. Ah. Cupboard above the coffee pot. Makes perfect sense. Not like I haven't been doing this for five months now. Wow. We've been back together that long already? Ah. <sighs> These little bottles are so adorable. Yes. Aren't they cute? Better clean them before kiddo wakes up. It's been a whole hour and a half. So, he'll be up soon. Be sure to clean those adorable little bottles thoroughly. It'd be a shame if those cute little bottles had some scary germs on them. Make sure to wash them exactly ten times. The water sure takes forever to heat up. Didn't you cook salmon last night? Or was it chicken? Chicken. Maybe I'll turn on the news. That was a clip from a disturbing new Frontline documentary on PBS called The Trouble with Chicken. It follows a major multi-year salmonella outbreak. Raw chicken is bad news. Wasn't there something recently about how terrible food poisoning is for small babies? Or maybe a home and gardening channel. Yes! The renovating kitchens. God, what's with all the open concepts? Don't people need privacy? They can definitely die from it. Better wash those bottles ten times or kiddo's going to get sick. Maybe I'll make some coffee while the sink fills up. The sink is entirely contaminated. 
with chicken, salmon, old rotting vegetable particles. Extra strong coffee this morning. You know cleaning does not get rid of those things 100%. At least I know where the coffee is. I can make this in my sleep. The kiddo is so darn cute. His big brown eyes, his fluffy brown hair, is like a baby chip. Maybe I am asleep. Remember those images posted of the babies hooked up to the IVs and the aspirators? How terrible. Of course. <sighs> now that the sink is full, I have to get the water back to cold for the coffee. You're killing our kiddo. You know, wash the bottles. Wash them. Okay, grounds in the filter and water in the container. Don't ignore me. Press on. Coffee is rocking. You think you're happy, huh? You can't pretend to me like you do to everybody else. Yep. Why don't you love him? Maybe he should have a new mom since you clearly don't have his best interests in mind. Be quiet. You might as well give him a hunk of raw chicken for him to chew on. Oh, wait. He doesn't even know how to eat solids yet. He'll choke. Shut up! That's what you want, isn't it? If you don't wash those bottles, Kiddo is going to choke on raw chicken right in front of your eyes and you'll want it to happen. You didn't do anything. Nothing. Even as simple as washing those bottles enough times. If I do it, Will you leave me alone? Who am I kidding? I promise. But I know if I do this, you won't stop. There will always be another danger, another demand until I fall over. Tomorrow morning, you will be here again. And the next, and the next. You won't ever stop until I'm... But... Then we'd both be dead. <laughs> I promise, Dee. It'll feel so good to get those bottles perfectly clean. And you won't be hurting our kiddo. And then we can both relax. Fine.
Bidamayaye for joining us for this audio production of OCD. It was directed by Rihanna Yazi and acted by Owe Ray and Jen Olivares. The music is by Delbert Anderson. Sound editing and design is by Derek DeLille. It was produced by New Native Theater, located in Dakota Oyanke Territory, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Stay tuned for a conversation with playwright Leah Lem. Hi, this is Derek DeLille with New Native Theater. We're here today with our special guest, playwright Leah Lem. Why don't we firstly have you introduce yourself to the people? Of course. Bujou, I'm Leah Lem. I'm a citizen of the Black Band of Ojibwe. I'm a mom. I'm a spouse, family member, relative, and I spend my time amplifying Native voices via radio programs and podcasting. Awesome work. I love anything to do with sound. Uh, this will be my first official podcast, uh, being the sound designer, editor, top to bottom. Um, so anything to do with sound, I just love that work. So I think my first question for you would be, how did you get into this work? How did you start getting into this work? So I got started in public radio back in 2007, 2008. And I just really love the human voice. I just really love hearing people talk and express and emote, whether it's via singing or just talking. But when it comes to work, that's kind of what I focus on is, is the talking aspect and sharing experiences, perspectives, stories. So I started in public radio several years ago and then kind of branched off on my own to focus more on amplifying Native voices specifically. Um, previously, I had been in a very technical role and then wanted to get more into talking with people into the community and just enjoying people's company instead of working alone with eight computers surrounding me. <laughs> so what I do now is I have several different programs that I work on. They kind of come and go as the seasons change, uh, as the year progresses. But my main work is with Ampers, and that is Minnesota Native News, which is a five-minute newscast. It's weekly. And that's more of the news reporting role. And I also co-host a radio program that was originally a podcast, but is now a radio program with Ampers called Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. And I co-host that with my brother, Mr. Cole Primo. He's a great musician himself, and he's a journalist, a proper one <laughs> with more like mainstream uh, media. And so we spend time every week talking with folks about their gifts and how they share their gifts with their communities. Um, I also launched another podcast in November called Wisdom Continuum, celebrating Native knowledge for a healthier, thoughtful, more just future. And that's really kind of taking time to flex that Native knowledge that sometimes goes overlooked when larger society is like, oh, we just realized that there's a thing called epigenetics or blood memory. And then we're like, yes, 
Indigenous people have known this for <laughs> millennia. Or like, hey, did you know that sage has antimicrobial properties that's like that helps clean the air? And we're like, yes, yes, we do. <laughs> we know that already. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we can say we knew that already. And it um, celebrates that and much more. I also host a program called Northern Voices, celebrating ties to Minnesota's Northland, up here for Northern Community Radio, KXE, KBXE. And I that that's so fun. Next week, I get to go hang out with a woman um, at a bog to go learn more about bogs in Northern Minnesota. So it mostly what I do is me having an adventure and recording it and then sharing it out. Sounds super fun and very interesting. I'm glad you mentioned the emotional side of recordings because I think it's so important to express emotion within recording and it makes us relatable and all of us understand emotions. So I think we can connect in that way through recordings. Very important. I'm glad you get to share with the people these adventures and these stories and these emotions. And I think it's a great way to share in a good way. And you're doing so much good work out there in this sound field. And it leads me to my next question. What are some of the things that inspired you to do this work? I think a few things came together to inspire me to do this work. First of all, when I was little, I was doing the whole, you know, recording the radio with the cassette player, um, trying to make my own little mix CDs or mix CDs, <laughs> mix cassettes, <laughs> mix tapes, um, straight from the radio. And I, I always just loved listening to music, listening to people. Um, I still focus mostly on listening, you know, audiobooks, podcasts. Um, but I, I feel like that's the way I learn is through listening. And I think that's kind of been present since I was young. And then when I was working in public radio, m part of my job was to monitor stations for my entire shift. You know, if I wasn't doing something else, I was keeping an ear on the stations and as I was doing that, wow, if I didn't notice that there wasn't any, any like native voices on, um, even indigenous voices like around the world. But, you know, there might have been, you know, a couple of the big name native folks who do a great job, but who are relied on a lot uh, to kind of be that voice for Native America in media that, that often get tapped to talk. Um, and so I'm like, how come there aren't more people that sound like my family? Like, especially in Minnesota, if it's a Minnesota-based radio station, how come there aren't more people that sound like people that I know in Minnesota? I don't know if it's necessarily on purpose, the erasure of voices, but I think it's more of just overlooking, you know, through education systems, through social studies and stuff that Native people are in the past. So they're not necessarily 
sought out a lot, but I wanted to be one of the people who specifically sought out Native voices to share. So it was kind of a couple of things, really just like my love of radio, first of all, and and hearing stories shared and perspectives combined with noticing that absence of Native voices. Our obligation to take note of what gifts we have to share with our communities to help. So I really like to focus on what my gifts are, being a good listener, knowing tech, and having a nuance when it comes to sharing stories that might not be the case for like a wider organization that might look at Native voices as nice to have instead of fundamental. So a lot of different things. Plus, I used to work with Rihanna at New Native Theater, and I learned a lot from her when it comes to, you know, authentically sharing Native stories. So that was a big time in my life. So, yeah, New Native Theater helped too. Yes, always good to have inspiration. So important for an artist to be inspired. And it's inspiring just hearing what it takes to do this work. And it makes me think about the young ladies that may happen upon this and and may give this podcast a listen and be inspired to go into this field. So it leads me to another question for you, for maybe all the young Native women that would like to go into work like this. What is it like to be a Native woman in this particular field? You know, even when I was studying this in school, like even just being a woman in the field was rare on the tech side of things, which is where I came up in. But to be a Native woman in the field was, I don't know many who have kind of a similar background. I do know a handful, which is amazing. But I think for me, now that I'm doing more reporting and interviews, I feel like I have an empathy and a gentleness, maybe. Not to say that Native men wouldn't, but like I've interviewed women while they're nursing or while they're, you know, making sure that they're caring for their kids. And just to be able to have that trust and that reciprocity of trust, I feel like people are very comfortable with me. And I take that as a great honor. And that might be where the more specific Native woman aspect comes into play. Just to be able to share in these more intimate moments where you need a bit more trust, I think, with the other person. Because life doesn't stop for an interview, and I don't expect it to. So I think just being more welcoming to the humanity of somebody, you know, not expecting everything to be like, you know, you got to sit here, don't move, the microphone's right here, but instead allow for movement and those more human aspects that come into play, I think, make make the work more rich and complex. Yes, I, I would fully agree with that. It helps to enrich the work. It helps to build our connections uh, between people. I think that's a big thing for our Native people is our connections. And I think with those connections and you having that technology background, what do you think about this technology these days? Is that a, is that helping us? I mean, 
What's your take on technology and where it's going these days? I think technology these days, as especially when it relates to audio and sharing out stories, is kind of parallels social media, where social media, you know, can bring people together and share things and like do all this great stuff. At the same time, there's this other side, the flip side, where it can be negative. There can be a lot of negative words shared, negative ideas, um, misinformation shared as well. So I feel like my job is to fight for the <laughs> the positive truth sharing side of that. And then speaking to the tech, so I, I guess that's kind of like the downside is kind of this everlasting battle <laughs> against misinformation and hatred that can also get shared. But holy, if it's not like so much more accessible to people to be able to share, you know, all these, I've, I've seen several native podcasts pop up and I am so excited by it. I think the more, the better we're, I, I just want to say we are not in competition with each other, all native podcasting, because guess what? People can listen to multiple podcasts. I listen to like five different true crime podcasts. Are they in competition with each other? I don't I don't think so. So I think native podcasting has the ability to support one another and and share and and bring each other up um instead of having like a a competitive mindset. We can have a collaborative mindset. So I think the tech is good and we just got to do our best to be that good side of that coin. I totally agree with you in the fact that our technology does take on a similar aspect to social media and those positive and negatives. I always try to think about the duality and the, the good that comes from the bad sometimes and vice versa. And if we do have to share those negative things, if we can do it in a healthy way, I just really think that's so important to us and something we have to figure out. It's a major obstacle for us as people within that technology and the sharing of information. And it makes me think of one more question for you. What kind of obstacles have you been through? I really like how you put healthy or unhealthy. I think that's a really great way of looking at it. I really like that because, you know, there's negative and positive that we need to address, but you can do it in a healthy way or an unhealthy way. So I like that. Okay. Obstacles. Oh, obstacles everywhere. <laughs> First, I think of my own mindset as being one of the major sources of obstacles in my work. I'm not good at speaking the language, so am I a, a good person to do this? Or I'm Ojibwe. Can I cover Dakota stuff? I have a hard time personally covering MMIW topics. It's hard for me. I've done it, but it's hard. And so it's like, how do I approach that when it's triggering for me as a person doing the work? So is there 
you know, somebody else better <laughs> who can do it um, while I do, you know, other things. So I always feel like I'm not doing enough. And I don't think that's unique to me. <laughs> I think that can be common. So that mindset, you know, it doesn't help me do good work. So I do have to reconcile with that to be able to do good work and to honor the people that I am talking to and the stories that I am sharing out. I think capacity is another obstacle that I'm working with right now. I have to turn down contracts because I don't have enough time to do everything I need to do. My specialty is the connection, the network, and bringing out a story. I talk to so many people who think that they don't have anything to share. It, it just amazes me and, and hurts me a little bit when, when I sit down with somebody and they're like, I don't know why you want to talk to me. How can anything I say be interesting? And I'm like, there is, first of all. Second of all, it's my job. I will help get this and we'll get through this. And I love it in the end when people see what's been created or what stories have come out and the editing fixes we might do <laughs> that people are so pleased when they hear a final product. I think that's a challenge is being able to have enough of my time to be able to approach my work in that specific way. So what I'm saying is I'm very fast at editing and mixing. No problem. Fine. I can do it. But it takes time and isn't very specific to the work that I want to create. So my dream is to have a production organization, a company with Native people who can help, you know, bring in, you know, somebody's tech, somebody's like scheduling, somebody's out doing the interviews and somebody's like doing the strategy, like a proper organization. <laughs> and then we can put our minds together and get out more work instead of having these what feel what can feel like islands of people doing work. So I think capacity is just my my next big challenge that I'm trying to overcome. Yes, the capacity thing can be tricky. And all of us at New Native Theater are wishing you the best, of course. We're, we want you to realize that organization. That would be amazing. If we can do that, if we can put that together, that would truly be something I'd love to work with you on, things like that. Also... Before I let you go, is there any other information that you want to put out there, Leah? And also, Leah Lem, leahklem.com. There's a contact info on my website if you're interested in talking about podcasting because collaboration is key and I want to be able to support anybody who is wanting to do it. Okay, you heard it here. LeahKLem.com. All right. Well, that was a good time, and we say thank you so much for giving us some of your time and sharing with us today. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yep. We want to talk to you again soon and do some work with you. And Great. Thank yes. you. Okay. And that does it for us here at New Native Theater. Thank you for tuning in to OCD by Leah Lem. 
Until next time.